Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, the first thing that has to change coming up on Sunday, let's give some love to the catchers and it's time to see Algier. All next, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuck. We're here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. Hit that subscribe button when you find our page. Leave us a comment. We are free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Download us for free today. Leave us a five-star review. Also now, too, we are on Amazon Fire and Roku. So check us out on those platforms. And, of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. So one of the things that was disappointing about Sunday and a myriad of things that was disappointing, and there was a lot of good, okay? So again, I'm happy with a lot of the things that the Falcons did, but remember what we were sold on in that this red zone offense and who we drafted was all going to be different, right? That starts with Kyle Pitts and Drake London, your two top 10 pass catching draft picks over the last two years. Now, ask me how many red zone targets those two guys got. Yeah, zero is what they got. Bupkis is what they got. They they came close. Mariota targeted Pitts twice at the 25-yard line. So we got close. We were near the red zone, okay? The catches that Drake London had, he had five receptions in the game, right? The starting line of scrimmage on those catches was the Atlanta 21, and by the way, his first catch didn't come until 10 minutes and 15 seconds in the second quarter. We'll let that one slide. The Atlanta 18, the Atlanta 39, the New Orleans 34, and the Atlanta 29. So he caught one pass, one pass that he caught in New Orleans territory. Had five catches on seven targets. That's a good number. Kyle Pitts. Caught one ball at the Atlanta 49 and one ball at the New Orleans 30. So he as well only had one catch in New Orleans territory. By the way, he had two catches on seven targets. That ain't good. I don't care what the reason is, okay? We have to stop with what the reasons are. Well, we're working on this. Okay, when you invest draft capital in the top 10 In the NFL, the number four overall pick, the number eight overall pick. There's not a process. And I warned you about all of this before, but you want to be better. You got to change things up. You have to get into a mindset and get this thing dialed up. It's not acceptable to tell me that we put, when we're passing on Panay Sewell and Micah Parsons and all these different guys, when we're passing on line of scrimmage help, and we're drafting pass catchers, then they sure better be able to go out there and make an impact on the game for me where it matters most. That's scoring touchdowns, getting in the red zone. We had a long discussion about this over the summertime. And after week one, no red zone targets, no touchdowns. Pitts was two catches on seven targets. We talked about catch percentage and all these things. Again, I don't care 
what the reason is. I don't care how the watch was made. Tell me what time it is. I don't care about the labor pains. Show me the baby. And that's what the NFL is. The reason it's called not for long is because it is the ultimate net result business. You win, you lose. I go to ESPN.com. I look, did you win or lose? It's really simple. There's no computers. There's no BCS formula. There's no selection committee. There's none of that. You win, you lose, and that tells you where you're at. We'll talk more about this in just a second. But first, my friends over at betonline.net, we are full go into betting season with NFL, college, baseball division races. We're headed toward baseball playoffs. NBA is going to be right around the corner. Boxing, golf, MMA, everything you want is very simple to find. It's at betonline.net, your number one source for all of your sports wagering information. Head there today. You need scores. You need e-betting. You need fantasy information. Everything that you need is available at betonline.net. So take that mobile device. It's the easiest way to do it. Take your mobile device. Head to betonline.net today. Get all the information you need to make smarter, better decisions on sports wagering. Betonline.net is your source uh, for all of your betting needs out there. But when you're sold on the idea of, oh, man, well, we got Edwards and we got this guy and we got that guy. We got this, ba 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 And then we don't use them. What's the old saying? That an unused weapon is a useless weapon, right? That's what that is. That's the number one thing that we've got to get going and on track on Sunday. You have to get London and Pitts in the offense down deep in the red zone and get this thing cranked up and going. With all due respect to running my quarterback and what Cordero Patterson did, okay, I have two top 10 picks invested in two guys. If you're going to sell me on, well, we don't need Parsons, we don't need Sewell, we don't need this guy, we don't need this line of scrimmage guy, we don't need Johnson, we don't need the, okay, that's fine. If you're going to sell me on it, then you got to get it cranked up and going. And the fact that only two passes were caught in New Orleans territory, when you got on that side of the field, forget red zone and all that, just two passes that were caught by those guys in your enemy's territory. That's not good enough and that's not acceptable. And again, I don't want to hear about process and working on and fixing and fix. I don't want to hear about nonsense. Remember the Eagles game last year to open the season? What did the Eagles do on the very first drive of the season against us? They got Devontae Smith a touchdown. Remember that? Remember remember way back in the journals and annuals of, of Falcon history? Devontae Smith caught a touchdown pass on the very first drive of the season against us for the Philadelphia Eagles. Our guys have to do that. I don't want to, because listen, I'm not, I wasn't in favor of drafting pass catching guys in the top 10 when we've been so deficient on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it's great. We got four sacks and this, that, and the other. Okay. You still need more people. There's no such thing as, well, they've got too many line of scrimmage guys. What coach is going to say that? 
So if you're going to sell me on, these are the guys that we took, then it's time to get him going. It has to start Sunday in LA against the Rams and keep getting it going. Your offense is not going to get better to tell me about. And by the way, I saw where Arthur Smith said um, that, you know, he thought Kyle Pitts made a lot of difference in the offense because he was blocking guys and stuff like that as they cranked up the run. Can I tell you, you don't draft Kyle Pitts at number four to block guys. That's not what he's here for. He's here to catch touchdowns, a ton of yards, and catches and all that. Well, he's part of the game. I'll miss me with that nonsense. You draft a guy at number four, not for my coach to come out and tell me about the impact he made in blocking in the game. If that's the case, then why don't you draft Panay Sewell? or somebody like that, or Charlie Cross, or whatever. we got to get those guys involved in the red zone and the offense. It's not a matter of it taking time. There's Listen, them catching it is one thing. you got to go after it. you got to get the ball and huck it over to those guys. Y'all pissed and moaned for so many years about, well, we don't target Julio and all this and the other. Well, you're not targeting the guys you got now. The two guys you went and put two top ten draft picks in, you're not targeting them now. Get this thing fixed this weekend. I want a touchdown out of one or both of those guys on Sunday, or we're going to be right back here on Monday saying, where the freak are we with all this? Two top 10 pass catchers, no targets in the red zone. And then you wonder why your offense sputtered and stalled when it got down there. All right, when we come back, let's give some love to the catchers for the Atlanta Braves. It's been quite the remarkable season. Hitting hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hitting hard with John Chuck and Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta in the search browser. Find our page, hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment. Free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms, which includes Spotify, Odyssey. Download us for free today. Also check us out now too, Amazon Fire, Roku. We are available there. Follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Hey, there was that song, I don't know, months, year ago, whatever like that. We don't talk about Bruno right, from that Disney movie or whatever like that. It was this huge number one hit and all that kind of stuff. Not sure we talk enough about the Braves catchers and the numbers that they have put up this year for this team. Now, look, I understand that there's been DHing and, you know, catching, and they're using them in different ways, right? I, I got that. But the two guys that the Braves have designated as their catchers this year, listen to what their numbers are. 680 at-bats, 34 homers, 90 RBI, 31 doubles, and this stat amazed me, 95 runs scored. Now, again, I understand DH, and at times they both play in this and the other, but that's the two guys you designated catcher and the roster spot that they take up. That's outstanding production. That feels like 1970s, 1980s catching kind of production when you had a, a league full, you know, the National League was full of the Gary Carters and people like that of the world and the Ted Simmons and guys like that. We don't see a lot of offensive production out of catchers. The other part about this too is Contreras has a 2.1 war and Darno has a 2.2 war. If you're not familiar, war is wins above replacement. So if I put an average guy at that position, do my guys have, are my guys worth more or less wins with that? Now, 2.1 is a pretty good number. It's it's not a bad number for catchers and positional players like that. 
just to give you some perspective, Ronald Acuna Jr., who we know is an outstanding player, he's only a 2.2 war on the season. Dansby and Riley and some of those guys are in the fives, right? But you've gotten over, over a four war wins above replacement out of those two guys. And, and when you look at unsung heroes, you know, we've talked so much about the different things that have gone on with this team. <clears throat> the starting pitching, the rookies, right? Riley's having a great season, right? Bringing over Olsen. He's up, he's down, he's up, he's down. I mean, Dansby's had a fantastic season, right? All the different kind of stories. Well, Contreras is in that group of, you know, we've mentioned it here, that in that group of young guys who've come out and made a big impression, right? It's not just Strider and Harris and and uh, Grissom, right? We talk about those guys because they're pure rookies. We've never seen them in Major League Baseball. But Contreras is a guy, too, that's had no real Major League, you know, production or, or chance to play or whatever like that. And he's been thrown into this position. And look, both guys have played well defensively this year for the team. And I've said before that what's going to probably end up happening is I would like to see the Braves keep Darno around here for a while. So after next year, when Darno's contract runs out, you basically flip the script, right? Contreras becomes your full-time starter. Darno becomes your paid backup at that point. I would like to see them keep these two guys together because Contreras has been better defensively, not playing those guys all the time. I think Snicker's done a really nice job of mixing and matching those two guys with being able to have them as a DH. And maybe some of that's been easier because Marcelo Zuna's not had a very good year and he's had his problems and issues. So maybe it's made it easier. But there is a lot of competition for that DH spot, right? Especially once Ozzy gets back, there's going to be a lot of competition for that DH spot. And you're going to have to find a way to keep Contreras. We talk about all the guys you got to find. You need to keep guys like Contreras and Darno and keep their bat in line. Now, obviously, one of them is going to catch every night. But my point is, you know, not giving one guy too many nights off because you're trying to find other DH spots. Again, we've talked about this is a great problem for the Braves. We're getting to where they've got so many guys that produce and mean something that you're having trouble finding a spot for it. We'll talk more about this in just a second. But first, let me talk about my friends over at Coffee AM. You know how passionate I am about them. I just finished up another bag of their coffee this morning, made my last pot with this other bag. So listen, I use a ton of it around here. I'm drinking Coffee AM every single morning out here. They are right here in the state of Georgia. They're up in the Canton area, a great online coffee company, coffeeam.com. Head to coffeeam.com backslash locked on today. Check out their full range of products. You need K-Cups, you want organic coffee, you want flavored coffee, you need tea, you need a gift set, a mug and a pug and a bug and whatever else you need. All of it is available at coffeeam.com. So when you get to coffeeam.com backslash locked on, I want you to check out their menu and find what you need, put together that first order. And when you do, and you get to the checkout, use the co uh, promo code, excuse me, locked on at checkout, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Use that coupon code at checkout out and you get 15% off your first order. 15% off by using the promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, coffeeam.com. They are the best small batch coffee roaster in America. What's going to be interesting is when the playoffs roll around, how Snitger uses these two guys at catcher. 
Do you roll with Darno, let's say, and roll with him through the playoffs? Or do you mix in Contreras? You know, Contreras, when you look at, one of the things you look at is what a starter's ERA is with one guy versus another guy behind the plate. And sometimes you have a catcher, right? Remember in the old days, <clears throat> having a designated catcher? Remember when you had a designated catcher for Greg Maddox, right? Eddie Perez was a designated catcher, quote, unquote. Now, the theory was that, well, he didn't pitch well with, with Javi. But when you got to the playoffs, you started Javi and you saw that, that you know, it wasn't really that much of an issue. I know Maddox had his issues in the playoffs, but, again, we're getting off track here or whatever like that. But I am going to be curious to see how Snitker, of, all, of, of a lot of different things that he's got to figure out with his rotation, with his lineup, who plays left field, blah, 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 right? How do you use your catchers? Do you roll with Darno and mix Contreras in, or do you split time? And when he came out a few months ago and talked about how he was going to split time with the catchers, you know, that made all the sense in the world because let's face it, Darno's not the youngest guy in the world. You don't want to wear him down. You don't want to wear down either one of your catchers. And when you have two guys that are as productive and you're getting as much offensively, think about it. We're talking about by the end of the season, our catching position is probably going to be 40 homers, 100 driven in, 100 scored. Now, think about that. That's Johnny Bench types of numbers, 40, 100, and 100. That's outstanding production. So for all of the things that, that have gone right for the Braves with the rookies and, and Ronnie being back and this and that and Strider and bop, 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 right? The catching position has been incredibly productive for the Atlanta Braves. And it's forcing Snitker to have to make some more tough decisions about what he's going to do with those guys. And I'm not feeling bad or anything. Like what I'm saying is, these are good problems to have. These are things that are good that, hey, you know what? Darno's a little tired. Cool, I can put Contreras back there and I'm going to be just, I'm not going to have any kind of drop off. You know, oh, I, need a, I need a different DH. All right, I got a left-hander on the mound. Let me put Contreras in a DH. Let me put another right-handed bat up there and, and, and take care of it. All good problems to have. So I know we don't talk about the catchers all that often here, right? But let's give a little bit of love to the Braves catchers and how productive they've been. Really an underrated aspect about this season and offensively what they've been. All right, when we come back, it is time for Algier. We'll talk about that next. Hitting hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hitting hard with John Chuckery here on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com for Locked on Sports Atlanta in the search browser. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Free and available to download all your favorite podcast platforms. Spotify and Odyssey. Download us for free today. Leave us a five-star review. Check us out now. Amazon Fire Roku. We are available on those platforms as well. And then follow me, <coughs> excuse me, on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. One player on the roster that was conspicuous by his absence on Sunday was the draft pick, fifth round draft pick, Tyler Algier. Now, Arthur Smith was asked about why Algier wasn't on there. And he talked about how they were going heavy at tight end. They're big tight end packages. We're going to run the football, blah, 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 blah. Okay. All right. I, I got all that. Algier, just for quick reference, okay? In the preseason, four receptions, 14 yards, and a touchdown. Running the football, 17 carries, 68 yards. That's four yards per attempt with a rushing touchdown, okay? 
Algier had a really nice training camp preseason. And Steve Weish, among others, talked about how much of a role he's going to have in the offense. And, you know, some people were saying he may lead us in carries and stuff like that. Well, he sure as heck ain't going to lead you in carries if he can't get on the football field. Okay, here's another message to coach, okay? Yeah, big tight ends, blah, 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 blah. With all due respect to Damian Williams, okay? Get Algier on the field. We need Algier on the field. I want to see, everybody talks about Ritter. I want to see what Algier's got. You know, this is a guy that was given a nice load in the preseason, obviously spent a lot of time with the offense and being a part of the game plan. Get him in. If that means Franks is inactive, if that means a tight end is inactive, if that means Damian Williams, who, with all due respect to Damian Williams, I'm fine with Damian Williams beating on the being on the active roster or being on the roster. But again, he showed you on Sunday, you know, four plays in, he's hurt already. That's his NFL career is I'm hurt, I'm beat up, I'm banged up, I'm I'm out for a while. I get having on the 53 having Damian Williams, but get Tyler Algier in there. You gained 17 carries and four receptions in the preseason. Get him in there. How's, you know, again, it's great to talk about the fantasy and the stat. Oh, he did this. Well, what difference does it make if a guy can't get on the field? And he could pass protect for it. He can do enough things that where everybody talks about London, Desmond Ritter, Ebikady, this, that. Well, let's see Tyler Algier because he was one of the guys that was really hyped up through the preseason, through the offseason, through training camp. Again, guys like Steve Weiss, who I love, those guys are writing about what a role he can have. And then we get to week one and he's inactive. Huh? What? I mean, if he's hurt, I get that. But not a peeper, a pooper, a popper, a pip about he was hurt on Sunday. It was a matter of, because Arthur Smith addressed this at his press conference, that because they went heavy at tight end, they had one less running back. Okay. Look, I I understand the head coach has a better grasp on this roster than all of us do, okay? But there's an old saying that my NFL friends that I work with say to me all the time, okay? Football is easy. Coaches make it hard. And that's what we've gotten in some of this stuff. You know, forget what Arthur said the other day after the game about everybody wrote us off and this, then, the other, okay? But what's not helping is when our top-tier pass catchers aren't getting red zone targets, when a guy that everybody thinks we're going to count on and we're all hyped about doesn't even get activated on Sunday. Okay? I don't need to see Damian Williams. I know what Damian Williams is. He's just a guy in the league. He's a guy that's played a bunch of years, never done a whole lot. He's been hurt. Let me see what I've got with Algier. And again, we talk about things that have to change from one Sunday to the next. This is another thing that has to change. I don't care what kind of packages you run. If it literally comes down to, do I want Damian Williams or Tyler Algier active on Sunday? It's Tyler Algier. I know I already have the book. I got the book and I'm looking at it. I'm reading. I know what Damian Williams is. I've got that book written. I don't know about Tyler Algier. I don't know what he, and look, 
Maybe he's a bust. Maybe by week 12, we realize that this guy's got no future in the NFL. I don't know. But if he's not even active and playing on Sunday, I don't know anything about him. All I get is hype and in Michigas and and hope for one, two and all this kind of stuff. Get him on the field. Get him active. Get him on the field for Sunday. So while number one is get your two top 10 pass catchers involved in the red zone offense and get me some touchdowns out of those guys like we've preached all summer. That has been something that, you know, the media has been preaching all summer. Is, you know, and even Kyle Pitts said, I got to get more touchdowns. And more. Okay, well, uh, let's get it. Let's get it. Tyler Algier needs to be on the field. If you drafted him, get him on the field. If you don't think he can play and you don't think or he's hurt, then give us something. Again, we're so coy about, with all due respect, for one of the worst rosters in the NFL, we're so coy about how we handle our roster. It's not like we're sitting all these superstar players. It's not like our roster's, our roster's got, you know, it's not like we have to ask coach, hey, where's Gronkowski at? Hey, what's going on with Tom Brady? We don't have to ask him those questions. I don't want to have to ask about Tyler Algier for another week. So find a way to get him on the field and get him mixed up in the offense. He's a between-the-tackles runner. Cool. Get him between-the-tackles run the football. He can catch some passes on the backfield. Cool. Get him some passes. Get him on the backfield. And if you tell me that he can't pass block, if you give me some legitimate reason other than we went with big tight end package and we didn't have the other... Okay, this is where you get frustrated as a fan. You know, how are we going to evaluate the roster if guys aren't on the field? How do I know what Tyler Algier is or is not if he's not on the field? And it caught everybody by surprise that he wasn't active on Sunday. That has to change. With all due respect to Damian Williams, I saw enough to know what Damian Williams is. He's going to be another guy beat up, banged up, five plays, I'm out, I'm hurt, I'm not back, I'm this. Okay, I don't need to go through that right now. If I'm going to evaluate for the future, then get me Tyler Algier on the field. So I'm assuming, I'm going to assume that come Sunday, he will be active. I don't have to hear about big tight end packages or this or that or whatever's going on. I know I'm not going to have to hear about that. Get me my draft pick on the field. Let's see what he's got. And if he falls on his face, okay, at least I have evaluated him. At least I've evaluated him in real NFL competition. And at least it starts with the Super Bowl champions, right, that I get to evaluate him with. All right, we thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Chuckery your first listen every day. Make ATL Day 1s your second listen every day. My friends Jarvis Davis and Nitro Batiste talking about all things in the heart of the city of Atlanta. They're free and available on our YouTube page. Don't forget Amazon Fire, Roku. Check us out on those platforms now. Download us for free on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. And follow me on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. Back with you tomorrow. Hitting hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta.